0: five times a day, sit in large drawing-rooms with unwelcoming women, and come home again. She had grown used to this way of life. She was no longer unnerved by the footman or the splendour that seemed to be increasingly lavish with every year that passed, but nor was she impressed by it. She saw it for what it was, a different way of doing things. With a sigh, she climbed the great staircase with its gilded handrail as it led her up beneath a full-length portrait of her hostess in the fashions of the Regency by Thomas Lawrence. Anne wondered if it were a copy made to impress their London callers while the original sat happily ensconced at Woburn. She reached the landing and made her way into another predictably large drawing-room, this one lined in pale blue damask with a high painted ceiling and gilded doors. A great many women sat about on chairs and sofas and ottomans, balancing plates and cups and frequently losing control of both. A smattering of gentlemen, point device in their outfits and obviously creatures of leisure, sat gossiping among the ladies. One looked up at her entrance in recognition, But Anne saw an empty chair at the edge of the gathering and made for it, passing an old lady who started to lunge for a sandwich plate which was sliding away from her down her voluminous skirts when Anne caught it. The stranger beamed. "'Well saved!' She took a bite. "'It is not that I dislike a light luncheon of cakes and tea to carry one through to dinner, but why can't we sit at a table?' Anne had reached her chair and, given her neighbour's relatively friendly opening, considered herself entitled to sit upon it. "'I think the point is that one isn't trapped. We can all move about and talk to whom we like.' "'Well, I like to talk to you.' Their rather anxious hostess hurried over. "'Mrs. Trenchard, how kind of you to look in.' It did not sound as if Anne was expected to stay very long, but this was not bad news as far as Anne was concerned. I'm delighted to be here. Aren't you going to introduce us? This came from the old lady Anne had rescued, but the Duchess showed a marked reluctance to carry out her duties. Then, with a crisp smile, she realized she had to. May I present Mrs. James Trenchard? Anne nodded and waited. The Dowager Duchess of Richmond. She said the name with tremendous finality, as if that must bring all reasonable conjecture on the subject to an end. There was a silence. She looked to Anne for a suitably overawed response, but the name had given her guest something of a shock. If a pang of nostalgia and sadness can be called a shock... Before Anne could make any observation that might rescue the moment, their hostess was gushing on. Now you must let me introduce you to Mrs. Carver and Mrs. Shute. Clearly she had corralled a section of more obscure ladies whom she intended to keep out of the hair of the great and the good. But the old lady was not having it. Don't snatch her away yet. I know Mrs. Trenchard. The old lady screwed up her features in concentration as she studied the face opposite. Anne nodded. You have a wonderful memory, Duchess, since I would have thought I was changed past all recognition, but you're right, we have met. I attended your ball in Brussels before Waterloo. The Duchess of Bedford was astonished. You were at the famous ball, Mrs. Trenchard? I was. But I thought you had only lately. She stopped herself just in time. I must see if everyone has what they want. Please excuse me. She hurried away, leaving the other two to examine each other more carefully. At last, the old duchess spoke. I remember you well. I'm impressed, if you do. Of course, we didn't really know each other, did we? In the wrinkled face before her, Anne could still see the traces of the Queen of Brussels who had ordered things just as she saw fit. No, we didn't. My husband and I were wished upon you, and I thought it very kind.